YouTube, and Twitch. First time ever on Twitch. Yep, I just got a, I got an, an email. Jeff says that we're streaming on YouTube. We're doing a San Diego Supercross review. We got a couple of points we wanted to touch on um, about the race last night. Jeff, what up? What's up, Clint? How you doing? Pretty good. Living in mansion in Benzes, giving ends to my friends, and I feel stupendous. Yeah, that's, um, you know, more money, more problems. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It is. I, I like those problems, though. I'll take those problems. I know, right? I want more money problems. Yeah. Like, money doesn't buy happiness, but have you ever seen somebody really mad on a jet ski? No. Yeah. Or it buys dirt bikes, too. This is true. Which I'm, it's as close to happiness as you can get until it's unhappiness. Yeah. Moto is definitely that love, love, hate relationship, right? I tell people that all the time. I'm like, dude, it's so good until it's not any good anymore. And it's It's usually where you feel your best. You're like, I can do any smash. Yeah. It's the end of it. It's like the best bipolar trick you ever dated. So good until it's not. Yeah, that's awful. Um. All right, so what do we got on the agenda today? Oh, yeah, I got so, my stopwatch up here. So the first talking point that I think we should discuss is, uh, you know, we'll take it back earlier in the week from this weekend, and we got to talk about Barsha Davalos. Um, give me uh, what's your take on it. Well, we already know Barsha's a hothead. And I didn't see any more than uh, Davalos getting up into him um, Mm -hmm. in the one corner. I don't know if it happened multiple times or not, but we all know how that goes with Barsha. So I don't know why anybody is really surprised by this. Um, And then he kind of cut over on him on that jump. So I don't know. I'm not a, you know, he didn't even dive bomb him with his front wheel. He just kind of kicked out his back wheel into his front wheel. So, I would say typical Barsha. I'm not really. It is what it is. These guys do this all the time, and especially him. Um, I agree with you. Um, Barsha is definitely the guy you don't want to be playing no, you know, reindeer games with. Um, Davalos. I mean, Davalos is, you know, had his points in time in history as well. However, I think in that scenario, when you're coming off a jump like that and you cut over that hard. Now, I don't know if his line threw him that far over, but if you see like how far he went from the middle of the track or right side of the track, far left side of the track. um, Yeah, I mean, that's you're going to you're going to piss somebody off doing that. Super dangerous. Um, I honestly thought Barsha's retaliation, I mean, it was probably the nicest of takeouts that he could have potentially done. So I see no no harm in, in what Barsha did, and uh, we got to be careful of uh, stuff like that in the future, though. Yeah, there were three reasons I would, uh, like, wheelie out of my rut to take your take you to the hay bales. And one, cutting over on me on a super fast straightaway. Two, wheeling out of a rut and crossing like three other ones just to get in front of me. And three, if you cross jump me on a jump, you know, where basically once you, you know, on the face and stuff, you're not going to do anything. So if they jump over on you, you know, that's kind of worst case scenario. So those three instances, the next 
corner that I had a chance to get inside of you, I was getting inside of you. I I couldn't agree more. I uh, I feel absolutely the same way. Um, I think I don't think maybe Davos didn't do it on purpose, but um, he definitely deserved what what would happen. Yeah, I agree with that. What um, else you got? So, right now we have a super stacked four hundred and fifty class. How many guys do you think will we come down to the last round? How many guys do you think the championship will come down to? Um, go ahead. I think uh, the three guys you're looking at right now um, that are in it, which would be um, Roxon, Tomac, and Webb. I think that Roxon, you could see even on his bad night, he's not that far out. Um, I do, unfortunately, I kind of see him maybe falling off the pace here. Maybe the fitness or whatever the health issue was is coming back. I'm not really sure, you know, and maybe it is just he didn't feel it or something, which they like to say all the time. But uh, I don't know. Like I've been saying, Webb, for his, he started out the beginning of the year like, so so right he didn't win but he still was probably fourth or better every single race right he didn't i yep. don't think he finished anywhere past that which is was his mo last year and now he's starting to win races again so i think everybody's in serious trouble you know tomac is the fastest on occasion but you're st i'm still uh not convinced that mentally he's um over that give me your top three for the series ends uh, as much as I don't want this, I think it's Webb, Roxon, Tomac, Barsha. One, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm iffy on Barsha, but he is hanging in there. So I think you're gonna see a two dog race. I think you're gonna start to see. I think you're gonna start to see Tomac and Webb start to distance themselves. Um, I don't know what's going on with Kenny. I think there's something you're starting to see. Like, um, he had trouble moving through the pack yesterday. Same thing with um, Tomac. Um, Tomac did move a little bit further ahead because Tomac was originally behind Roxon. Yeah, but um, he only got one extra guy. Yeah, but, I mean, still, he was behind him, so he got Kenny and he got that one extra guy. Um, I don't know. I just think you're going to start to see Tomac and uh, Webb start to separate themselves from what I'm seeing. And uh, it's them two running for the title. I think Kenny will be about 20 points out come Vegas, or the last round. Oh, you're getting specific now. 20 points out. Yeah, I think it's going to be you far enough. You don't think that um, Tomac is going to have any more whoopsie-daisies the rest of the whole season? Um, He will, but I, I, see, I see him going on a run. He's going to get a run somewhere in here where he's going to rip off a couple in a row. That's a good possibility. Yeah, he hasn't had it yet, and he's due. Um, okay. Let's talk about um, Dylan Frandis. Dylan Frandis have this in the bag. Four rounds left. I mean, um, I don't think you can ever say you got it in the – go ahead. Finish what you were. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think he does. Like, I think he's – 
the composure of last year of winning that title, I think really helped him um, understand how to manage it and how to get there. Um, I think outdoors kind of frustrated him with not having it there. Um, I think he's doing the things right now. I think he's in, I think he's in Forkner's head. Um, Cooper's far enough kind of, I think removed from it that he's kind of there too. Um, I think Brandis, um, not in the bag, but, I think uh, Frandis is your uh, champion after this this season. Um, I don't think I don't think they're going to beat him. Yeah, I mean, uh, and the reason that I say that it's not necessarily in the bag is just because we know how this game goes. So I mean, it could even be like practice during the week or some shit, and friggin' who the hell knows, you know what I mean? So that's the only reason I would say that it's not in the bag. Um, other than that, he's definitely the the guy right now. So, you know, that is what it is. He's definitely stomping everybody. And if you remember last year, um, and I think I don't, it may have been you that brought this up to me because uh, I had forgotten about it. But last year when they did the East-West shootout, Ferrandez and um, Adam just wasted uh, Forkner. Remember yeah. how much faster they were going last year? So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's to be expected. I think that's which this may be your next question. I think that's some of what's wrong with Forkner is that whole scenario, and now he's you know, got on an ego trip trying to be like, yo, I'm the guy I can beat him, but he doesn't, he's, he's, he doesn't have it. He need, instead of being uh trying to be a bulldog, he needs to be uh, a little bit craftier, like a Frenchman to beat this guy, you know, his uh, interview, his, his uh, press uh, post-race press conference yeah. interview was actually pretty telling where it was actually the first time he actually gave like kind of props and not made an excuse of saying like, Hey, this happened or this happened. He actually gave props to Dylan. Just like, Hey, he's uh, had the speed last week and he had the speed this week. So, but he did make a bunch of comments that were like back and forth where like, I, I got the speed. I got, the, you know what I mean? Like he yep. needs to back off on the ego trip a little bit and just yep. be like a little more of, listen, he was faster than me today and he needs to realize that on the track. Cause that's, what's getting him into trouble. I agree. Um, and don't argue with me. Don't you, don't <laughs> you, don't you look at me in that tone of voice. Um, my next talking point, Dylan Frandis getting booed. Is it too far? Is, is this too much? Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start and say, listen, this guy doesn't deserve it. We like aggressive racing. We love Bob Hanna, Rick Johnson, Johnny O'Mara, you know, Jeff Matasevich and Damon Damon Bradshaw. Like, this is the racing we love. Francis is a badass. You know what I'm saying? He's picking his spots. He's taking his spots. Um, to me, it's not super dirty racing. I mean, we've seen, you know, Chad Reed pretty much go backwards in Atlanta, I think, in 06 or whatever year it was, and take out Chad Reed to, you know, or Chad take out James Stewart to, to win a race. Um, I think Vran is getting way too much crap. Lay off the guy. Super talented. Respect him because uh, I think we're too hard on some of these Frenchmen because uh, they're, they're you know so good. Um, I think we need to lay off. I think that we dislike their accent or something. Think about if it was, yeah, well, let's put it this way. Barsha, 
right? Known for dude's friggin' nickname is Bam Bam. Okay. But he's yeah. American. We love him. We yeah. love it. We're like, hell yeah. Take him out. You know? America. Yeah. If Dylan was American, dude, everybody'd be on his balls. But it's just the issue of he's a French dude and, you know, like everybody's not racist, but they have a sh- issue with French people. Why? Is it because the French riders are like strategically always been like our competition it's because we had to save their ass in world war ii that's the reason they quit (laughs) i don't know i just hear that all the time (laughs) but they gave us french fries we should love them and baguettes yeah i i don't know i just think that you know like the french have always been the ones like you look at um you know mikhail pachon you look at stefan ricotta you look at uh, Porcel, Jean-Michel Bale, like all of your foreigners that have came over here and been successful, most of the time have been French riders. Um, so maybe we're just, you know, always got out for him, but I don't know. I, I love watching the guy ride. I've, I've always loved all the French riders. I just think that their style is sick. Um, and, uh, I don't know. They need to lay off of them. Um, I've not been, dude, it, all it is is, uh, it's a nationalist type of thing. I don't know if you can say that and not mean white supremacist or something, but it's like a, a what do you want to call it? A patriotic, it patriotic type of uh, issue. That's the only thing it can be. Like, what else is? We have a thing with <laughs> French people. A lot of people don't like French people. That's it. Like, we can pretend like that's not what it is, but that's a hundred percent what it is. Even Australians and we like certain countries and we don't like other countries. And right now Ferrandez is eating shit because he happens to be from uh, one of the countries that we're not really that fond of as a country. And he's uh winning our series. But this that's my our point. Sport. If Bort Roxon was winning right now but we love roxon exactly that's the whole point that's my point and kenny's from germany i mean think of the holocaust yeah but we didn't have to save them in world war ii no we took them out (laughs) maybe that's we're fine with it because we feel superior (laughs) um that's that's all the talking points i have on those rounds specific the only other thing I want to talk about is James Stewart is making a thing back in back into the sport of moto. We saw a little while back Brian Deegan, and this will kind of go over to uh, a little bit of freestyle because obviously Brian Deegan, we know who he is. Uh, he had a James Stewart had a ride day a while back at his house and uh, was talking about his itch to get back in the sport. Which there was an interview probably a year ago. James was just saying like how much like he just doesn't want to be around the sport at all, and uh, that that conversation with Brian Deegan talks about, he's got the itch to ride and, and that stuff again in your perfect world. How would we like to see James Stewart back in the sport aside from racing? Let's just take the, him coming back and, you know, going 24 and all this year and outdoors off the table. Not going to happen at this point. Anyway. No, I mean, he's, he's a little chunker anyways. Um, what would be your best utilization of James Stewart for our sport right now? Well, Obviously, he's only going to do what's beneficial monetarily, um, I would imagine. But 
But you know what would be super sick? If he sick. raced the 125 Dream races and just that, held that fucking thing taped. <laughs> that <laughs> like, would be pretty sick. Like once upon a time. Yeah. Back in the day, bring out the 259 and everything. Who's a gnarlier 125 rider than James Stewart was? Nobody. Nobody. No. Yeah, no. I mean, Carmichael was a bad dude, but he wasn't he doing wasn't the shit that James was doing. Like, there's he nobody was. that made a 125 sing like James did. I mean, James Stewart's the fastest man ever to ride a dirt bike. <laughs> I mean, can we all agree on that? Especially, and now, well, now, especially the era of 125s is over, so there will never be a king of 125s over. I, I think anything, 125, 250, 450, I think James Stewart is hands down the fastest man to ever ride a dirt bike. Ever. All eras, everything. I don't think there's anybody beating him. When James Stewart's on. Right. We're um, taking peak. My perfect, yeah, I'm saying peak, peak, nobody's. Peak to peak, James Stewart is the tallest. He's he's Mount Everest of uh, of Mono. Um, my perfect utilization, I think, getting him into more of a like a commentary role, getting him at the races, doing that stuff, and some kind of advocate for the sport. I really think the sport needs some kind of, and I know it's been talked about a lot, uh, unionization. Um, I think James Stewart could be a really key person to get your. You know, Ricky Carmichael's, Jeff Emig's, Jeremy McGrath's, him, especially with this drug stuff we're seeing and that stuff going on. I think that him putting together a group of riders, especially Chad Reed, going to be retired soon. Um, I'd love to see him come in and really be a person for the riders and become an advocate for the riders. I think James Stewart doing more commentary and become an advocate for the riders. And really, uh, that's what I'd love to see. Awesome. Well, that would be good. Um, I'm sure it looks like he's got something figured out. And like you said, the with being James Stewart, I'm sure that, uh, you know what I mean, everybody's eager to work with him. So hopefully it would be cool to see him in the booth, too. He's obviously got a ton of knowledge as well. Yeah. Um, whether or not Feld wants to pay his price tag, we'll see. I think one thing that needs to happen. What are seven uh, sales looking like? What's our chances of getting them back? Do they sell? If it doesn't sell any good, we got a good chance. I think I think they're selling good. I mean, I see they're here a lot of places. Um, Damn, I'd like. I'd love to see a uh, a race companion going back and watching old races. Um, Chad Reed, Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, sit them down. Like remember the old Terra Firma video? I thought you meant us watching them. No, no, them three going over and giving commentary on those races. And be and like, dude, like, I was going to fucking hack yeah, you off right here. <laughs> I, would, I would pay for them. I'd pay for each episode if you just went through like the like the three or four years of them three just going at it. Um, I think people would pay for that shit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But, again, the price tag on the three of them together is going to be Genar. Pay-per-view, bro. Come on, every every moto nut out there would buy that shit. Well, over a certain age. I think I think I think some of them are still relevant. Chad's still running around. People know James Stewart and Ricky's on TV. Yeah, so no, I think 
I think work. that they're all very much so relevant. Might work. Listen, for us old heads, how about some Carmichael or uh, some McGrath? Get McGrath and Emig in the booth. Yeah, you, what, McGrath just talks about he schooled them all the time? They can be. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> They'll mean, be like, uh, Jeremy will be like, this is the weekend I won and banged your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> After shotgun and beers all weekend. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I don't know, I think that was the golden era of motocross. I think uh, them three was just, uh, they changed the sport for so many reasons, you know. How cool was it? I was just thinking of this with the car, the um, James Stewart question. How cool is it that we got to see Stewart and Carmichael battle in real life? Oh, like, yeah. For a couple of years. Yeah. Like you knew it was just going to be fucking fight till the end if they got out together. Both of them were just animals. What do you think would have happened if Ricky Carmichael and Ryan Villapoto at the same time? Oh, they'd have, or uh, they'd have been smashing each other too. They would have been. Do you but think Ricky? That's, that's just too much red hair. Uh, Dude, that is like that's that why is. it's never happened. There's never yeah. been two really fast redheads at the exact no. same time. Why? Why is that? Because they they. All the power goes to one. Okay, is why Trey Kennard never really had a shot. He was there. Was always Villapoto was the first redhead. He was taking too much power. Gotcha. That sucks for Kennard. He it should does, change his hair color. He needed to be um, a little bit after. Like right now, he could be destroying Kill everybody. Killing it. There's not a redhead out there right now, is there? Not that I can think of. That's that nor. No, we need to research amateurs. Let's start researching amateurs and try and find out the next redhead. The next great redhead. Is it? Oh, Evan Ferry. Evan Ferry. He's actually just starting to blow up. He's actually doing some really good stuff. He switched to Husqvarna and he's actually um, become a little more dominant. He was like a second, third, fourth place kid. And now after he switches Husqvarna ride, um, he's he's coming on. Kid Look. looks good. He's the next redhead. Potentially. Potentially is. Right? Well, how old is he? He he's just about turned pro like in the next year or so. Um No, 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 no. He's, he's I think he, he's 15? like thirteen. No. No. Is he? Oh. Yeah, I think I think he's like thirteen. Okay. Thirteen, four maybe 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 even twelve. No. Um, wow. Yeah. I met I, him at uh Spider MX. Did you? Yeah. When we were filming my... Uh... I... What? He he won the... He was in the 12 to 15 class at... Uh, Means he could Loretta's be 15. past year. I don't think he's driving. Are you... Your internet stalking a 15-year-old right now? How do you feel... <laughs> you fucking creep. It's a moto it's a moto fifteen though, so I mean I feel like it's okay. <laughs> it's like a thirty year old regular guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's yeah, he's a moto kid, so I mean I don't think it even matters. Um yeah, I don't I don't even know anything. Anyway, so. next couple of years. Yeah. So my point is that 
It's he's, right he's in the correct head. window for him to really start uh, for his redhead powers to develop. Yeah. You know, yeah. Carmichael had the redhead. It's going to start soon. I mean, you got to have that. You got to have that power in amateurs, right? Like it's got to. I mean, you don't have to. Did Villapoto? He didn't win everything. Alessi beat him. Alessi beat him. Carmichael's the only one uh, redhead that come from square one. That dude always won. Think about that. That guy's entire life since he was on sixties, he won. His, do you know? Yeah. Do you realize that Carmichael's professional race win percentage is like eighty six percent? That's insane. The whole his whole pro career. He won like 86% of the races. And I guarantee you most of the ones he didn't win was that first year and a half it took him to figure out. What's Dungeons has got to be pretty good. I feel like Villapoto's too. Villapoto won every single series like two or three times in a row and then just bailed. Like Villapoto was only racing professionally for like six or seven years. It's something ridiculously short. He won four Supercross titles, and he only won, like, one outdoor title, though. Who? Villapoto? Yeah, like, one, maybe two. But I think it was only one. Come on. Look on Possibly. your Uga later. Uh, Googleation. I put Ryan Villapoto titles, and it almost said titties. Ryan Villapoto titties, maybe now that he drinks all that Bud Light. I think it's Coors Light. Didn't he have a... Um, oh, no. Part of uh, 10 series titles in all. Yes. Hold it up. Um, 450 Supercross. Wait, is this motocross? One, two, three, four motocross titles and or supercross titles, I'm sorry. Doesn't have XX championships. Doesn't have it. It doesn't have uh, oh wait. It doesn't have his motocross wins. Come on. World Supercross Championships. Yeah, he's got four Supercross. He's not showing motocross though. What kind of shit website are you on? Wikipedia. It's always yeah, the truth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we could just go on there and put plug in whatever number we want. Have you ever done that? No. Me I have either. other things to do. Um. He won a motocross title in 2013. And. 2011 he won two motocross titles yeah and four supercross titles and uh lights titles or whatever the hell you want to call it he yeah, was he's got ten, he's got 10 total titles 10 total titles that's a uh, four five six seven eight nine ten so he has four small bike titles which yeah. i think is probably at least one outdoor title maybe two and then uh, one or two supercross 
two supercross yeah i think maybe two supercross because yeah, you can only win the championship the lights championship and supercross twice yeah so so we had to have won outdoor twice too for lights yes yeah i've taught big bikes i know so you said he won two of those yeah so that's my point and i like i said i think he only was pro like six or seven years so that's a that's a there's only a one or two years he didn't win a title I'm only seeing him for one lights title in Supercross. But then he won the outdoors three years? He must have won outdoors three years. Which makes sense. 07, 08, 09. So, I would say that dude's credentials is... I don't think he beats Ricky Carmichael, though. No that's, man, when he was on, you think that, uh, and he had to race Stewart. This is another podcast. We need to like either cut this off or, uh, yeah, or um, like crop it and then. But yeah. I mean, this is a good debate to have. Who, who is the top like five motocross, supercross guys ever? You know. I think yeah. that's a good debate. Maybe we should do that sometime this week. We should. Down. Um, but San Diego, um, it was vagina. good. It wasn't what uh, Chad Reed was hoping for. He made it straight in out of the heat race. He did, but but then he uh, DNF'd. What do you mean? He got he had to ride one less race. And then he had a beer in his hand before the anybody even finished. This is true. This is true. I'm sure his sponsors are pumped about him having an early beer. Sounds like a, <laughs> so it sounds like a win-win to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, uh, definitely win for him. All right. Well, we're gonna shut this stream down. Uh, we had last time I checked, we had seven views on Twitch. Sick. People, people um, are just thanks. like, "What the fuck is this?" Thanks, everybody, for uh, checking us out. Let us go back and forth. Um, you know, like, comment, subscribe, and, uh, you know, or tell us stuff you want us to talk shit about. And uh, I'm going to figure out the cell phone um, deal here within the next. I'll have it for Wednesday. All right. That's going to be a top priority. So people can call in. We're going to do the Canvas call in. Brought to you by Canvas MX. You can call in and talk to whoever I guest is. So, Canvas MX is that the company that you can get all custom gear? That's right. You can get my face on your gear if you want it. That would be so cool. Uh, they're doing some big things. I I really see Canvas gear doing a lot of cool things. I'm glad somebody finally did it. Um, to me, if I was you know gonna buy Moto Gear today, um, I would definitely go get a fully custom kit of Canvas MX. And let me tell you, the stuff fits good. Like it's not baggy or anything. It yeah. used to be kind of baggy, but the yep. the um, sleeves fit good and everything now. And um, the pants, the last pants were good. They just come out with a new set that's apparently very thin and uh, very flexible and feels good. So, also, um, boysen.com, go there, buy yourself a whatever. If you got an old carbureted four stroke, they got the quick shot, gets rid of that bog. And um, if you got two stroke, get the reads. And it's, also, 
uh, last but not least, Stroker MX. Not Stroker MX. Stroker Industries. I'm getting Canvas and Stroker mixed up. Stroker Industries, you can get one of those cool push-button gas nozzles so that you can uh, just flip your gas tank over and push the button. And you don't have the hose, like, flop when you try to pull it out. Oh, like, yeah. And then it flings the gas everywhere. and Burn your nuts. You could burn your nuts. Yep. Gas in your pee hole is never good. No. no. Um, Boys has been around forever. I mean, let's talk about a family with heritage and been around the sport forever. I mean, they've seen so much revolution in the sport, and they're still at the pinnacle at the very, very top when it comes to cutting-edge stuff that they're doing. Um, I think everybody has had to have something boys in their bike at one point in time, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, what what uh, case covers are cooler than boys in ones? Nobody. I mean, they, you get a boys in case cover, and you're pretty much people know you're legit. They know it. Um, yeah, if you want to take, if you want to talk about moto and um, like they're one of the original motocross based companies. Period. What else yeah. was around then? Boysen, Pro Circuit, FMF maybe not Pro Circuit. Yeah, he was around. FMF. Yep. DG, like. I- I don't feel they get the recognition that they deserve because they're because they're northeast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're in PA. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were in California, you know what I'm saying? All the bros would be about them. But you know, they kind of fly under the radar. They kill it. Um, but you know, they deliver parts by buggy, by Amish yeah. buggy. Yeah. Which I mean, what's more, you know, environmental friendly than that? They don't actually. I suggested they should though. Oh, that'd be cool. I thought they might. Sure, they ship to you though, right? They'll ship to your house. Yeah, but it'd take a long time with buggy. Yeah, so they'd use you know UPS, <laughs> FedEx, whatever. But... I'm gonna go out there this summer and I'm gonna uh, find an Amish person. I'm gonna pay him to pull up and we're gonna load some stuff in there for a video. That'd be sick. Um, yeah, definitely check out Boys in uh, and Stroker Industries. Um, yeah, support the brands that support us. Um, you know the companies that you know we bring on on this to do things you got to think about it like they're all made by racers for racers um canvas mx made made as a gear company made for racers and riders by racers and riders um boys you want to know how canvas mx started michael lieb was doing uh getting sponsors for individual supercross events so he would get local people to sponsor him And he started working with Radical Racing, uh, which is a gear company out of Argentina. I actually rode for them myself. I had sublimation printed gear like before um, a lot of people did. He started working with them and then they started doing one-off gear, graphics and gear per weekend with whichever the title sponsor was. So that's literally how that started. And then um, Chuck joined him and became a partner in it. But... It was literally Mike being um, innovative and, you know, changing up uh, how sponsorship is done. That's uh, that's freaking cool. I mean, just from a marketing idea to a company. Um, and really, I mean, there's no better way to market yourself and market companies you want to represent than, than custom gear like that. Um, they put together a full look from... I'm going to grab my jersey. I'll be right back. Keep talking. Uh, yeah, no. They definitely put together a full look of you know pants jersey gloves that i mean looks incredible 
the, the technology where stuff's coming with printing is is ridiculous these days. So the, the quality of stuff that Canvas is able to put out, um, I've always loved custom stuff that you can get. I think everybody kind of does. Whenever you can have something that's made for you, um, how do you not take pride in that? Um, Canvas Canvas MX is really uh, is really crushing it with uh, with their gear. And who if you don't have got, none, who else has got comedy uh, uh, stuff on their jersey? Nobody. 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 Um, again, reason why people should go out and support them. Um, nothing wrong with these big brands out there. You know, there's a lot of big brands that have been making millions and millions of dollars, but you know, I'm all about supporting the, the, the companies are still trying to get there, you know, and, uh, canvas MX is, is one of those. And I think that, uh, people should be jumping on that bandwagon and, then, you know, maybe getting your mom and dad on there, get mom and dad's face, you know, mom yeah, and dad's thanks, sponsors and dad. for most amateur writers. Thanks, thanks mom, mom and dad. dad. You could have it right on your jersey. Yeah. Um, right. Everybody. Even though I'm really excited that we're streaming to two services at this time, we've just been talking about bullshit now. It has been bullshit. But I want to give our sponsors some plugs because I think they deserve it. They support us. We support them. And uh, it's definitely appreciated. Yeah, man. All right, everybody. Uh, leave any comments, anything you think, you disagree, you want to call us assholes. Go ahead, leave it in the comments. We enjoy Please it. Do. Yeah. Peace out. See you. Thank you very much. Uh, podcast this week. More reviews next weekend. Later.